to talk. I gotta tell what I feel. I gotta talk about my life as I see it. Welcome back, welcome back. This is Straight Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host, Zach Humphrey. This is week 11 in the NFL. And I'm hyped. I'm very hyped. I'm very hyped because tonight we got a real big game. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the over, not over, but the underachieving Cleveland Browns. And both teams coming off pretty solid wins last week. Um, The Browns have been probably the NFL's biggest disappointment out of any team out there. Um, They have star quality. They have arguably probably one of the most talented players on offense in Odell Beckham Jr. They have an enigmatic quarterback in Baker Mayfield. You add Jarvis Landry to that mix. Nick Chubb, who is in his second year out of Georgia. Now you add Kareem Hunt to that offense. And you figure they should be putting up points. Without, with, at will. And this year, they have struggled to do so. Um, Baker Mayfield has struggled to get Odell Beckham Jr. the ball in his hands. He struggled to get Jarvis Landry the ball in his hands. The only consistent part of their offense has been Nick Chubb, who's been running the ball amazingly this year. Um, Now, here's my take on it. And people people have a lot of things to say about the Cleveland Browns. They got a lot of things to say about Baker Mayfield. He's a quarterback. He doesn't call the plays. He doesn't design the plays. He doesn't run the defense. He's a quarterback. That being said, he's in charge of how, how that offensive run, how that offensive runs. He's in charge of how that football moves, everything. But he's getting hit most hard because he basically labored for somebody to have a job who wasn't qualified as a head coach. You can run an offense, but you may not be qualified to run a football team. And it seems as if Freddie Kitchens has gotten in over his head. Um, I just haven't been impressed with the play calling. I haven't been impressed with anything the offensive done, has done other than running the football. They've been very predictable on offense. Um, as far as knowing when they're going to run, knowing when they're going to pass, the offensive line has not been completely stellar, but they give them time to throw the football. And that comes down to Baker Mayfield making the right reads. So has he regressed this season? You figure with those weapons he has, he should be going off. So yes, he has. That being said, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how Mike Tomlin is getting it done. He's been doing it with smoke and mirrors this year. No Ben Roethlisberger. 
injured. Le'Veon Bell is in New York. Antonio Brown goes to Oakland. You basically have no core three. You're winning with a your backup quarterback. James Conner has been James Conner. He's been the Terminator. Juju Smith-Schuster. Has he stepped up as a number one receiver? Eh. He's had his moments. But the defense has been lights out. They've been steady. They've been consistent. And this is a team that's fought their way to a 5-4 and four record. Now, Cleveland's favored by three points tonight. Would I pick them? I don't know. Only reason that they're favored probably by three points is that they're at home. They're at home and you add Kareem Hunt to that offense. Who last week showed they can be very diverse and creative with him in there. I mean, not only can he line up at wide receiver. Not only could they do a two running back set where you can have either hand off to Chubb and Hunt lead block for him or hand off to Hunt and Chubb lead block for him. Last week, you showed what they could be. Odell Beckham was targeted 11 times. Not four, not five, but 11. Jarvis Landry had a ton of targets. This offense should be explosive. Will we see it tonight? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too sure about that. But Sunday... If you ask my opinion tonight, I'm going with Pittsburgh for the upset. I'll take Pittsburgh tonight. Um, I think Mike Thomas is going to outcoach Freddie Kitchens, hands down. Will it be a good game? Definitely. I hope it's a shootout. I hope it's something that's excited. I hope to see Olo Beckham get off, too. I'm not going to lie. I think he's taking a lot of criticism for not having a, a lackluster, for having a good season. His season has been pretty much down by his comparison, his numbers. But he doesn't throw the football. That's on Baker Mayfield. And with all that talent, he's he's going to get it. You put a target on your back. You put a target on your back. Next up, we are going to talk about the Sunday games and the Monday night games. Going into the Falcons and the Panthers. And this is a weird game to call. Um, last week, the Atlanta Falcons went in and basically smoked the New Orleans Saints. I mean, Julio Jones was Julio Jones. Matt Ryan was Matt Ryan. They looked like the Falcons that we thought they were going to be this year. And that defense showed up as well. They have it as a 50-50 game. The game is in Carolina, so weather conditions. It's been a pretty cold week on the East Coast. I'm going to go with Carolina outside because I feel they can pound the ground with Christian McCafferty. I'm still not sold on Kyle Allen because they lost last week, and it showed how much they need Cam Newton. 
even though Kyle Allen's had a solid season, he's been mediocre at best. He hasn't been spectacular. He hasn't been great. He's been getting them by. He only has 10 touchdown passes. He's thrown five interceptions. But when he's gone up against the tougher defenses, he's gotten exposed. So I'm not sold on him. Now, who's injured for this game is going to play a part. Because whoever's healthy always determines a lot for me. Um, Carolina's got a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball that are questionable. Matt Ryan's also questionable for Atlanta, but you know he's going to go. If they don't, if he doesn't play, forget about it. But right now, he's also listed as questionable. So that being said, I'm going to roll with Carolina. They're at home. They're outside. I got Carolina probably 31, 31, probably 17, 31, 17, something like that. I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a big game. I like that kid. Bengals, Raiders. No really, no really need to go, pretty much go into that. Bengals are tanking. They're going to have an 0-16 season. I see that. Raiders should win that game handily. Get their sixth win in the season. Lions and the Cowboys. Whew. Who would have thought this would have been a must-win game for the Cowboys? Which they have to take on the road. Um... They have to go into Detroit, who's probably one of the most feisty teams in the league. They play solid defense. They don't make a lot of mistakes. The only thing is who's going to be healthy for them. And both teams are fighting a lot of injuries. Zach Martin on the offensive line is questionable. Uh, defensively, Dallas is missing a lot. They lot a lot of guys who are questionable. And when you have that scenario for them... They can get exposed. Now, that being said, it looks like everybody on offense for them is pretty much set to go. Now, if you got a healthy Amari Cooper. You got a healthy Zeke Elliott. Dallas can play Dallas football. Pound them with Zeke. Open up the offense with Amari. And they can move those chains and score points. So, Detroit's got a lot. They got a lot to handle. They got a lot to handle in this game. Um, but I do like Detroit um, to put up a good fight. I wouldn't say this is going to be a blowout. I doubt it's going to be a blowout. Dallas is going into Detroit. Um, if Matthew Stafford is healthy for this game, I could see Detroit winning. But if he's not and they got to go with a backup, you know. Dallas is going to pound him into the ground. And they should pound him into the ground after that performance last week. But, you know, it really wasn't a bad game for them. I mean, you went up against a top team in Minnesota who you know is going to be in the playoffs, who you know has firepower on that offense. Davin Cook had a great game. Zeke didn't have a great game running the football, but he opened up other things for that offense. Shoot, Dak threw for three hundred for over 300 yards, three touchdown passes, and that all predicates off of Zeke. Excuse me. That being said, we know if Zeke gets 20 touches on the ground, it's over for any team. I don't care. 
Dallas is still my favorite to come out of the East, even though I pray and I hope Philly can really knock them off and catch them. I really do. Next game up, Jaguars and the Colts. That's a tough game to call, man, because, okay, you got Jacoby Brissett, who's been battling a knee injury. Indianapolis, when he's healthy, has been a site that most people thought they would be not even close to five and four at this point in time. Um, Andrew Luck stepped away, and a lot of people had them not even, I could say, competitive this season. So they're in the South. They got a shot. Jacksonville's been disappointing. Um, they lost Nick Foles early. I think he's coming back. Um, if he starts, I don't know. Who do you go with in this situation? Because Minshew's played pretty solid. 13 TDs, four interceptions. Leonard Fournette has been a truck running through everybody. Even though he only has one touchdown. That I don't like. Um... He should be have he should have at least five or six at this point, but that's on them. They they make the play calls, you know. Sometimes you got to go with the big man down there and let him do his thing, especially in the red zone. But Indianapolis is favorite at home. I think I'm gonna roll with Indianapolis in this one, especially if Jacoby Brissett's knee holds up and he's starting. Bills Dolphins. I don't know who the Dolphins think they are. All of a sudden, they want to win football games. Seriously. But I see the Bills beating them anyway. I'm not going to go too much into that. Waste a lot of people's time. Um, Bills are 6-3. and three. They're playing solid football. That defense is a monster. Um, I like how they're playing. I like how Josh Allen is developing as a quarterback. Um, even though he still makes a couple of costly throws here and there. He pretty much is, he's not bad. You know, he's not, he's not bad and he hasn't been great. So that being said for him, other than Frank Gore, I mean, who is he throwing a football to? Who is he throwing a football to? You got John Brown, who's his number one receiver out of Pittsburgh. He's got 47 receptions, 680 yards, two TDs. It's not too bad, considering we're pretty much halfway through the season, but nobody's really stand out on that offense for him. And they've been getting it done. But they've been getting it done mostly through the defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback for Miami. Blah. I'm not wasting my time. Buffalo all the way in that game. Broncos, Vikings. I'm rolling with the Vikings. The Broncos, they, they're sad to watch right now because sometimes the defense shows up. Sometimes your offense looks like they want to play football and block on the offensive end. Um, but mostly, I don't see nobody stopping Dalvin Cook right now. He's practically at a 1,000-yard rushing season. The guy catches the ball out the backfield, 
He's got 10 TDs. He's right now the best running back in football because he's having the best season. I don't care what anybody said. I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about who's playing right now. He is the best running back in football. So, that being said, Vikings should win that game handily. They're favored by 10 anyway. Saints-Buccaneers. Saints going into Tampa Bay. That's going to be a tough game for the Saints. Depending on which Jameis Winston shows up. Um, it seems like he can throw for 300 yards and still have like four or five interceptions. It's just how many times he turns the ball over. And I don't know if it's that's because he's just trying to make a play or he's just reading it, just trying to do too much. But you got Mike Evans down there. Um, I don't know what really is. Like you see flashes of brilliance from Jameis Winston at times. Great arm. I mean, they just explode. They can score points all of a sudden. And then they get to that point in the game where, boom, costly turnover. So let's see if they can play, make it competitive, put it together. The Saints are obviously coming off that loss. Drew Brees is back. Um, they got a couple of guys who are banged up, but questionable, but not out. Same with Tampa Bay. I'm still rolling with New, uh, New Orleans in this game. Jets and the Redskins. That's another toilet bowl game. Who really cares about the Jets right now? Their franchise is disgusting, just as well as the Redskins. I'm going to say it. I don't care. This is my show. Um, that game, if you want to watch it, that's up to you. Even though the Jets bit, did beat the Giants last week, which was just absolutely gross to see. I'll talk about that later on. But I'll actually pick the Jets in that game. Texans-Ravens, this is a big game right here. This is a must-see game because you got two dynamic quarterbacks who are going to go at it, who I'm excited to see. Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson. Two guys who, you know what? Lamar Jackson is getting that MVP talk now and much-deserved. Because he's having an amazing season, 7-2. and two. But just Deshaun Watson is getting left out. And the man has put up amazing numbers. And you know what? It's crazy to see how both of these quarterbacks are leading their teams. They're young. They're explosive. They're agile. They can do things out of the pocket. Um, Watson not as explosive as Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson is actually on pace to having a thousand yard rushing season, and maybe he may hit three thousand yards passing. That's going to be impressive. Um, if he can get the four thousand by the end of the season, even more impressive. Um, fifteen touchdowns to fifteen interceptions. He doesn't fumble the football, doesn't turn it over. This is going to be a great game. Um, sad thing to see is that, you know, J.J. Watt is out. He's out for Houston. So I'd have loved to see him go up against Lamar Jackson because that man is something special. Uh, Baltimore has questionables on defense. Earl Thomas at safety. That's a big deal because you're going to need them boys because 
you're facing you're facing one of the best wide receivers in the game and DeAndre Hopkins game changer right there man's big can get off the football fast and him and Watson have a great chemistry going on over there um I gotta make a pick and I gotta man up on this and I'm going with Baltimore I'm going with Baltimore I'm not gonna say by how many who's going to, how many points I'm not doing that I'm just rolling with Baltimore for the win I like Lamar Jackson I like what he's doing um plus they're at home so you go into that Ravens nest and you're in trouble Cardinals 49ers gonna be a competitive game but I'm gonna roll with the 49ers even though they're on a short week um Kyler Murray's playing outstanding I'm impressed by him I think he's really taken over and shown the world what he could do for an undersized what they consider an undersized quarterback um 49ers are for real man they're for real um they got a big win well actually it took a loss against this. did they win I thought they lost I'm I'm bugging out right now I am really bugging. I'm tired. I really am tired. They lost against the Seahawks. Yeah, I thought so. But it was a it was a back and forth game. And you know what? A play here, a play there. Who knows? Um, some people are sold on Jimmy G. Some people are not. Um, yeah. But they're for real. They're for real. Um, offensively, they still need another playmaker on offense because. That defense just keeps them in the ball game. They really do. I mean, fast, boasting on the up. Oh my God, that young dude is amazing to watch. I just like when you talk about genetics for football. You see what his brother does over out with the Chargers, Nick. It, it's like I don't know what they feed them boys in that Bosa house, but they for real. Give me some of that. I'm going with the 49ers though. They should be 9-1 after this game. Patriots-Eagles. Mm, this is a tough one for the Eagles to come back off a of bye week for. I mean, you got to... But you're at home. But the Eagles never play well at home, which is the funniest thing to me. I don't know how that works for them. Because you have a great home atmosphere. Those Philly fans are for real. And... You know, a bye week also for the Patriots. They've gotten a rest up. If Shoney Michelle could run the ball, get at least 80, 90 yards out of him, James White, you know what you get with that, man. You got Sanu. Patriots going to be a problem for him. Um, I know, I believe Deshaun Jackson is on IR. If I'm not mistaken, for Philly. And that hurts him. Because they need him badly. Alshon Jeffries questionable. He's been shaky this year. Um Let me make sure to see if Sean Jackson is hundred percent healthy. Um, I don't see his name. See, I think he may be on IR. I hope not. But if he's back, let me just check that Phillies roster. If he's back, then 
you know, they definitely, they need him badly. They need him badly. Because he stretches the field. He does so much for that team. It's insane. Let me see. Even on the roster. Nope, he's not even on the roster. So, yeah, he's out for the season. Whew, they in trouble, man. They are really in trouble. That's a team that should have pulled off a move for to get somebody in there at wide receiver because guys been dropping passes. You can't blame it on Carson Wentz because your number drops. And you're going up into that Patriot defense. You got to make plays. Patriots going to win that game. Should be in it pretty handily. Um, Bears and the Rams, two teams going in. Probably the most weirdest directions I've ever seen. Um, the Rams are in a tough, they got a tough situation ahead of them. Because the Rams are in that NFC West, which is pretty much stacked. The Bears in the NFC North, they're up and down. Um, offensively is what really kills them. Defense has been solid. But which Todd Gurley is going to show for the Rams? I don't know. He's having a subpar season. Um, Jared Goff has regressed, I feel, in my opinion. He's thrown too many interceptions. Uh, for the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky has been... I don't know what he's been, really. I mean, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been anything. You know, except headlines about whining. So... Let's see what happens in this game, but I'm going with the Rams. I think the Rams will pull it out. I don't see Chicago's offense gelling, in, gelling enough and scoring enough points to be effective and win that game. Sunday night game of the week. And the Monday night game is the Chiefs and the Chargers. Whew, that's easy to pick. Pat Mahomes is back. And it looked like KC's ready to go on the run. So let's see how bad Phillip Rivers wants to win. Um, they are they playing in Mexico? Yeah, they playing in Mexico for that game. Aztec City. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Hope the weather's nice. Hope it's nice and warm, which it should be. Um, and these guys put on a show. I mean, you know what Kansas City brings with that offense. I mean, it's crazy. You can put a, a monkey or a dog or a, a chihuahua or a parakeet back there, and they're going to put up points. That's just amazing to see. But that's it for week 11 in the NFL wrap-up. Um, here's a great thing you got. A great thing you got in the NFL. And you got a lot of people talking about this right now, this Saturday. Colin Kaepernick having basically an open workout for teams. And it's week 11. Really? Week 11. He gets an open workout week 11. Why not this open workout done preseason? Why not done before the NFL draft? Why not an open workout? It's like, I don't see the point of it. I really don't. Um, I hope something good comes out of it for the man. But 
I really don't see the point of it. I don't. I don't see the point of it. It's senseless to me. It really is senseless. And it's putting a band-aid over the situation. It's not... It's not... How could I say it? It's too little too late. And trust me, I'm not... I'm a fan of Colin Kaepernick and what he stands for. Now, how he's going about certain things, I'm not a fan. Um, when you opt out of a contract and it wasn't like the team didn't want you or didn't want to keep you, but they didn't cut you. San Francisco did not cut Colin Kaepernick. He chose to leave. Please remember that. They also try to work out a deal to send him to Denver. Still be under contract. Still getting paid. And he was getting paid. He had one of the highest contracts in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they were in a phase where they were, he was getting beat up. Uh, Jim Harbaugh left. So, you know, you had... Things going on with the coaching staff there. A lot of things were not settled in San Francisco. So I can see, understand why he wanted out of that situation. But knowing that and knowing what he did, and I'm not knocking him for it, but you know how the business of the NFL is. It's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. And being that it is a business, business, businesses make the best decisions for themselves. At the end of the day, they don't care about what the fans want to see. They make the best business uh, businesses for themselves. They really don't care. I mean, you have a stand-up guy, good with the community, and can't get a job. But who wanted to bring that media stipulation to it? Um, I'm not going to go into the situation which took place in Baltimore. Um, how could I say it? You had a situation where could he have gotten a job? Yes. Could he not have gotten a job? Who knows? Um, but things happened there in that situation where a lot of personal opinion up to you. you can whether you feel what his girlfriend did was right or wrong everything was up for grabs in that situation now one thing I do want to say though is you got the game they see the way the game is going right now and the game of football is if you don't have a mobile quarterback Somebody who can move in that pocket and throw the football, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And a guy with his talent and his skill set, I don't see why he hadn't got a tryout. Anything. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But hopefully, this. This is not just a band-aid or a PR stunt. It's something that 
is legit for him. And he gets a decent look. Um, oof, man. Sometimes I'm not at a loss for words, but sometimes it just makes me think. Um, looking over his contract with the 49ers, um, he signed a six-year extension. So, it would have been up around this time, right? His contract would have been up about, yeah, right about now. Going to next year would have been 2020 in the last year. It was a six-year contract in 2014. He got $13 million guaranteed, $54 million potential guarantees, up to $126 million. Uh... He plays, what, 2014, he had the Simons deal, 2015, 2016, and then after 2016, he opted out. Opted out with four years left on that deal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. Would I have made that decision? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But how could I call it? You win some, you lose some. Sometimes things go your way that you want them to go, but you do things for money. And he chose not to consider the money. He chose to consider what was important to him. And when you make that decision and you make what a decision that's important to you, but then it becomes something else where it's about a job, about him having a job. And he's had opportunities. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's had opportunities. But I hope this is something that not only it could get back to what it's about, and that is the police brutality, and not about him playing football, because it was never about him playing football. It was about police brutality towards minorities in this country. That's what it's about. And that is the end of my week in the NFL, week 11. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be back uh, Sunday night or Monday morning with the Monday morning quarterback. Going over these games and the wins and losses and who performed well and who didn't. And thank you for listening to Sports Talk Radio. This is Zach Humphrey. I'm out.